when we insulate, we stop giving people the ability to approve of whatever it is that we're doing or thinking. But we don't do it by leaving them. We don't do it by shutting them out of our world. We simply don't bring them into the part of our world that we don't want or need their approval for. And we ask them about their lives and what is important to them. And we give them interest. We give them our time and our attention. And we give them our love. You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. Hi, I'm Joss Willard, host of Profit for Coaches. Welcome to the show. Today, we're going to talk about isolation versus insulation. And no, we're not talking about viruses or your physical health, but maybe a little bit about your mental health and your success moving forward in life. Enjoy the episode. Real quick, before we get started, I want to make sure that the time you invest here is profitable. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of the free ebook, The Four Must-Haves for a Profitable Coaching Practice. It's absolutely free. It's worth every penny. It outlines the four areas that every profitable coaching practice on the planet has in common. And thus, they're the four things that you must have nailed down in your coaching practice if you want it to be consistently profitable. So if you want an easy to understand, very specific tool that makes it crystal clear where to be focusing your attention in your practice and what you can safely ignore to ensure that your practice is consistently profitable and supports the life that you want to be living, go to ProfitForCoaches.com and download your copy of the four must-haves for a profitable coaching practice today. In today's world, we hear a lot about getting toxic people out of your life or just staying away from the people that don't agree with you. And part of that is a very unhealthy thing that has come out of the culture uh, that we've lived in where everything is polarized. And if somebody disagrees with you about which brand of dog food is the best for your St. Bernard, uh, that human, uh, it's not that they have uh, legitimate reasons to disagree with you. It's that they're a terrible human. Um, and you know that gets even worse when we start talking about things like politics and religion and, and all that kind of fun stuff. We've gotten very polarized. Um, part of that is because we've created this concept of the safe space in the school or elsewhere where we can't ever push back on somebody's beliefs that everybody's truth is just as valid as anybody else's. And to a certain extent, as far as perception goes and subjective truth, that is potentially true. As far as objective truth goes, not necessarily. But the point is we've gotten to this this space where you should never listen to or connect with or spend time with anyone who disagrees with you, um, unless it's to yell at them, scream at them, call them the enemy, that kind of thing. And it has led to people not spending time together as families at the holidays and things like that, or having parents hang up on you <laughs> or, or spouses or siblings or friends, people you thought were, were friends, um, right? Or, or losing friends. And, and some of that comes from social media and the ability to block people and create your own bubble and, and echo chamber and all that kind of fun stuff. So that's not good. At the same time, there is some truth 
And the concept came from a good place. As many, many things that go terribly, terribly awry and terribly wrong so often do, they come from this place of trying to solve a problem or or meaning well or trying to do a good thing. And yeah, you should not be subjecting yourself to constant bombardment of other people's negative opinions. You need to take care of yourself, absolutely. So how do we interact with people that don't necessarily agree with us, especially when, as people who are coaches or working with coaches or or making changes in our lives, um, for example, leaving what seemed like a good cushy corporate job with good income to become a coach, where again, as you've heard me say time and time and time again, the average life coach is grinding to make thirty to fifty thousand dollars a year. The average business coach is grinding to make forty to 60, maybe as much as $70,000 a year. The average executive coach is grinding to make that 60 to $80,000 a year. When you're thinking of leaving the job to do this in the hopes that you're going to be one of the more successful ones, how do you deal with the people who are like, what, what are you doing? You're challenging and changing all of that. How can you still maintain positive relationships with friends and family and people that you love when you are changing? or when they're changing or when you don't agree with them or they don't agree with you. Do you just cut people off and create those those echo chambers? No, we shouldn't do that at all. So the trick comes down to understanding whether or not you should insulate from a person or whether or not you have to isolate from that person. And if we could learn as a society to do more insulating and isolating versus screaming and blocking, um, I think we would get a lot further ahead. So I'm going to talk today a little bit about the concept of insulation and isolation. They're two different tools that you can use. And I had heard about them and how to use them for years and years and years. And then uh, probably four or five years ago, I heard somebody put them in this particular context. And this is a guy who uh, coaches people making life-changing decisions, decisions in business, and and uh, that sometimes lead to being questioned. Because here's the thing. Our... Our circle of friends, our circle of family, the people that we tend to spend lots of time with, as humans, we like to put people in boxes. We like predictability in our lives. Now, we talk about the six human needs that come from strategic intervention. We talk about, and human needs psychology, we talk about um, the concept that equally important is the need for certainty and the need for uncertainty. So I'm not saying that, that we don't need uncertainty, but we tend to, as humans, if we're going to want uncertainty, or if we're trying to have uncertainty, we, we like to have it in certain parts of our lives. We don't like to have it in all parts of our lives. There are other parts of our lives where we want certainty. And quite often, that includes our relationships with other humans. And so we like to put people in boxes, just so we can sort them. We know where you are. Like, I recognize that you are a work colleague. I recognize that you are... Um, the guy who brings his kid and his dog to the playground at noon at the same time as I bring my kid to the playground, right? I recognize that you are the person that I usually see on the other side of the conveyor belt, basically, when I go to the grocery store and I'm buying my groceries, right? I recognize where you are. You're in that place. And if you move out of that place, you move out of that box, that creates uncertainty and creates confusion, right? Now, if it's the the cashier checker and at the grocery store, and I see them at Starbucks um, getting themselves a coffee on their break, that doesn't mess up my world too much. It's like, oh, hey, I know you, right? And yeah, hey, you're a human. You have you you, you go places other than the supermarket checkout line. Great, right? That's It's not a big deal. 
But when someone that I depend on regularly for things starts making changes, now we're creating a significant amount of uncertainty in my life, right? When, um, when my best friend who has always been there to uh, support me and, you know, cheer on my same football team with me suddenly decides that they're going to cheer for the hated rival. Well, okay. That's, that's a, that's a pretty significant deal because now we're not enjoying our Sunday, you know, football watching sessions as much anymore because we're fighting over which team we should be rooting for. Um, but it's still not like utterly life-changing. It just means I'm going to give him more crap. He's going to give me more crap and, and uh, you know, maybe we'll argue. Okay, that being, I don't, I don't know how that that's actually necessarily the greatest example because I'm not a huge football fan <laughs> anymore. Um, but I've seen, I've seen that kind of stuff happen. But when, for example, your spouse who has always been the stay-at-home spouse the one who the kids go to, the one who handles, you know, the the managing of the family appointments, et cetera. When suddenly they decide they're going to go out and get a job and work, now suddenly a lot of stuff changes and that gets really uncomfortable. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. Or when the spouse that you have been, that you know, has been going to work and getting out of your hair all this time, you know, nine hours a week or say nine, nine hours a day is suddenly decides that they're going to work from home. Like, in the year 2020, how many people had massive readjustments to the way they interacted with their spouses and partners and family members just because they weren't leaving the house for as, as often or because they were leaving the house more? You know, when a person who is a fixture in your life starts changing, that can get very upsetting. Now, understand that's how it works for you. Well, we are all the hero of our own stories. So when you start making changes in your life, the people around you who are used to having you in a neat box get upset by that. And, you know, sometimes it is a jealousy thing. Sometimes it is a, it is a, you're showing me, you're undermining my excuses kind of stuff. And that can get, that can get serious. That can get real. Like you start making changes in your life that allow you to start being successful at something. And you come from a society or a group of people where success in that way is not the norm uh, or is looked down on, all of a sudden you're going you can get people who start trying to sabotage you and the way they think, the way they talk, they're, they're deliberately trying to sabotage you. But far more often, it's not trying to sabotage you. And in fact, sometimes it can be people trying to give you advice because they want you to do better. They're like, Hey, do this thing, right? This stuff can come at you. This input can come at you that can really throw you off for whatever reason. And it's because you've left the box or it's because suddenly you're voting for a different party because you've had an open mind, you've listened and you've gone, oh, actually, you know what? This person's got uh, some good points. I'm going to vote for this person, even though they don't have the right letter after their name or something like that. And then all of a sudden people start getting upset with that and they it colors your ability to communicate and relate with them. So I'm going to teach you very briefly the two tools, insulation versus isolation. When you start realizing that when you talk with somebody, when you talk with a certain person or you spend time getting dealt with a certain person, that you feel bad after doing so, whether it's because you, you start questioning your choices or whether it's because um, you start feeling like, oh, they don't, I don't belong anymore. I don't fit anymore. You feel like they don't support you, those types of things. We have to look at some context. Sometimes it's a person that you don't need in your life. You know, sometimes it is the guy on the bus that you've been sitting next to for weeks, every, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or it's, um, it's someone that you see relatively regularly, but they don't really have a massive effect on your life other than that, you know, you've, you've become cordial and or, and or friendly with them. And now all of a sudden they're not, 
Well, that's a person you can probably isolate from. But even if it is a spouse or, well, okay, you can't isolate from a spouse. <laughs> Sorry. Let's say it's a, it's a parent that you don't live with or a relative that you don't live with um, or a next door neighbor or a friend, and they're just not going to let it go. They have decided that they're going to browbeat you or they're going to have victory or, the, or it's going to be all out war, right? That type of person, that's a person that you probably need to isolate from. You probably say, you know what? We're just, I'm not going to talk to them anymore. I'm going to set a period of time and we're going to isolate. We're going to keep separate from, absolutely minimize any interactions. And there are times when that's appropriate. And those times are if that person is just cannot accept that you're going to do things differently, just cannot accept that you and they don't agree, um, that if they start attacking you as a human being because you disagree with them, um, those types of things where it just you, there is a zero minute limit with how long you can spend in their space, right? There are some people in life that are three day people. You could go spend three days with them and be okay. But at the end of that third day, man, you're done. Like you just, that's it. I can handle three days with you. There are some people that you can handle, you know, being in a three hour workshop with, right? But by the end of that time, it's like, okay, I got to go. I got to, I need, I need my space. And there are some people that like three minutes of conversation is too much, right? So part of it is figuring that out. How much time can I, can I spend with them um, without them wrecking my day and then isolate beyond that time or isolate the time that you spend with them into those type into windows of that size. We use isolation for people that we just can't, there's not going to be a solution. Like isolation is the solution. We want to try and minimize the number of people that we say, I'm just going to isolate from you because isolation is kind of the default right now socially. It's where everybody goes, oh, you just, just just get those people out of your life, block them on Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. The problem is if you isolate from everybody, then you're by yourself. We need connection. So the tool that most of us don't know is insulation. And insulation is simply making certain that when you interact with these people, you do so in a way where they don't have access to the parts of you that can be hurt. We're insulating you from the damage. And the funny thing is, if you do this the right way, you're actually going to have them feel closer to you than they have in the past. With isolation, people feel that. People can see that. People know that you've decided, or maybe they know it, maybe they don't, but people recognize eventually that they're just not spending time with you anymore. And for some people, that's fine. They just consider, they just think it's, well, we've just drifted away. Or for some people that it becomes painful, whether they get angry about it or, or whatever, they're like, oh, we don't, we never see each other. And that's, that can lead to people pushing. We never see each other anymore. How do we get together? Right. That's isolation. And when you're constantly isolating from people and pushing people away, it becomes very obvious. You have fewer people in your life. The answer to that is to go find more people that you actually are fit with. Um, but again, that gets into the danger of only hanging out with people that absolutely agree with you and creating that echo chamber. We don't want to do that. So with insulation, when we do insulation correctly, people don't realize that you're insulating from them. And in fact, they will often feel like you have a stronger relationship than you ever had before. So here's how it works. Insulating is for people. Well, insulating can be for anyone, but it's really works well for people who you can't avoid that are important in life. Like, all right, we're going to family dinner or the coworkers that you have to that you have to work with until you're you're out of your job and and being a, you have your your thriving coaching practice. Um, it works well for the people that you that you feel like you can't avoid, or for the people who are important to you 
they are still important to you, even though you know there are things where you disagree or you know that when you talk about your successes, it doesn't make them feel good, right? Or when you talk about what you want to accomplish in life or the changes that you want to make or what you're working towards, it doesn't make them feel good. And it typically invites them to shut you down, right? So how we insulate is this. It's very simple. You don't answer questions. In fact, what you do is you ask questions. When you're insulating, all you really have to do is make sure that you ask questions and ask questions about the other person. Don't interrogate them. When you show up with this person, be interested in them. Be genuinely interested in what's going on in their lives. And if we as humans are very, very quick to talk about what's going on in our world and what's important to us. And when you ask questions, a couple of things happen. Number one, you give them the opportunity to share and to connect with you and to tell you what's important to them. Number two, what you ask questions about determines where the conversation goes. If you don't want to talk about politics, don't ask questions about politics. If you don't want to talk about what's going on in your coaching business, don't ask questions about coaching. Ask them about their kids, unless kids are an area of contention. If kids are an area of contention, don't ask questions about kids, right? But ask questions about, hey, what's going on with you? What are you excited about right now? How about the weather? Insulation is a combination of you asking questions and being genuinely interested in the answers. Take an interest in the other person. That's how you insulate from that person. You get more interested in them. You learn more about them. And quite often they will think you're an amazing conversationalist and they feel more connected than ever because you have shown an interest in them and they have gotten to share with you. And most of the time they will completely miss that you're not sharing with them. When we insulate, we stop giving people the ability to approve of whatever it is that we're doing or thinking, but we don't do it by leaving them. We don't do it by shutting them out of our world. We simply don't bring them into the part of our world that we don't want or need their approval for. And we ask them about their lives and what is important to them. And we give them interest. We give them our time and our attention and we give them our love. And there's not an invitation to them to judge or approve of what we're doing. So often, especially on social media, you will see the memes and the posts and the encouragement to just don't care what other people think, right? Do, do you be yourself, be authentically you, and just shut out the haters. Well, I firmly believe that yes, you should be you. You should show up as who you are and don't worry about the approval of people you don't necessarily like. <laughs> but it's different than just saying, screw all of you, I'm me, and I don't care what any of you think. Because there are people that you care about what they think. But we don't have to invite them to give us their judgment or invite them to approve of what we're doing or what we're thinking or what we're believing until we're ready. And we might never be ready. We might never need that person's approval. And once we realize, oh, you know what? I don't actually ever need your approval. Um, then you can decide to either let them give it or not, and it doesn't matter to you, or just never give them the opportunity by always making sure that when you're talking with them, you're asking them what's important to them, what's going on with them. That isn't you. So when you combine that, when you combine the ability to ask questions and be genuinely interested in other humans, rather than 
constantly needing to tell them what's going on in your world and getting their approval and then being hurt when they disapprove. When you combine asking questions and showing interest with keeping track of whether they're a three-minute, a three-hour, a three-day, three-month, three-year, three-lifetime person, i.e. how much time you can stick with them. When you combine those two things, you can actually do a lot less isolating, which allows you then to still have that connection of people who have different thoughts than you, who give you the opportunity to question in a good way what have always been your long-held beliefs or whatever it is that you're seeing in the news on a day-to-day basis. I encourage you to have people in your universe that don't agree with you. I encourage you to be able to engage with people who are different, but don't set yourself up to be run over by them or to be told that you are somehow fundamentally less worthy as a human because you disagree with them. There are still people you need to isolate from, but with the tools of insulation, you don't have to be isolated. Talk to you next time. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Withard. To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitForCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mention on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitForCoaches.com now.